PBC Online, a ministry of Old Pass Baptist Church, Northfield, Minnesota. We are coming live right now. Uh, and finally, back on. Where are my audio levels when I'm speaking? I have no idea. Rumble is live. Okay. Uh, if you need to boost my mic, I guess so. It it might You might experience a little bit of buffering if Brother Andrew has to adjust the mic a little bit but it will go away the buffering will not stay but uh he may have to come in here and adjust the mic if you could hear me okay you let me know how it's coming in here uh right now and uh tell me uh, what you can hear and and no buffering okay good is it loud enough am i loud enough uh or does is the mic a little soft we have to find that out so we can adjust that and uh, get ready. Uh, Fabian says it sounds good. No buffering. Okay, good there. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Do that. Let's see. We can hear your big mouth. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Well, I adjusted that. I upped my big mouth here. Uh, so I have it like right by my mouth here. And uh, that way you can hear me coming loud and clear through here. We have certain things on here to buffer out this, to keep the sound out and uh, the outside sound. You can't hear the extremely loud things that go on in this room because Brother Andrew used some very good things and uh, drowned out the sound. And between that and what Brother Dave did in here and, and Brother Andrew did to put it all together here, we, we got it pretty quiet here. Uh, from the outside, anyway. Now, but for me, I can hear it. And it's kind of annoying, but there's nothing I can do about it. I just kind of ignore it, anyway, and keep yelling at you. That's what I do. All right, so I hope you're having a good week so far. I have been having a very trying week so far. By the way, let's pray for Nat. Let's pray for Nat here real quick. She's had a rough week here, rough couple days, and could use some prayer, and she's kind of... Not to, not to be rhyming, but she's needs some prayer. She's in despair. So let's pray for her real quick and ask the Lord to give her some comfort and to, and to guide her and direct her and show her the things that, that, that she needs to learn from her trials and that God would encourage her and encourage her heart. All right, let's do that. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this day. And Lord, we do pray for Nat. We pray you'd be with her. We pray for everyone on the... The broadcast, Lord, that's listening, and, and we just pray for this message as it goes out. But please be with those that are discouraged and help them to be encouraged in the Lord. Help them to seek the comfort of the Scriptures and and to grow thereby, Lord. And, and we just pray that you be with their hearts and strengthen them and help them and guide them, Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love toward us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So, um, now... Here's what I would say to you. Just please be in prayer for us. I I did get a hold of, or I did uh, go to the website for uh, the passport, passport website. And wouldn't you know it, I mailed that over a month ago. Actually, I did. I went to a, lo- a location, a local, a local office, turned all the paperwork in, paid for expedited uh, service, Paid for it to be expedited, paid for it to be uh, mailed quickly, and all everything you could imagine. So then I checked the website here this morning, 
and the website says, oh, we just received it on March 5th. I'm like, well, I mailed, I went into that office February 8th or something like that. What do you mean you just received it March 5th? Well, there's nobody to talk to, obviously. They said, well, you can call if you need it within two weeks. Well, I'm going to call. I tried to call them this morning, and they said mornings are terrible, and they basically, the automatic service hangs up on you. And uh, they said Mondays are bad, so try another day. So, okay, I'm gonna tr- I'll try this afternoon here when I'm done with my broadcast. I'll try to see if I can get a hold of him then and, and just see if they can expedite that. I mean, I, I have five weeks, and boy, we're cutting her close. Six weeks, Carl says, officially kind of, but five weeks, man, we're cutting it close here. Uh, but I did have it expedited and all that. So would you pray for us that this paperwork comes in and or that the passports get sent to us and everything's taken care of with that uh, for this European trip that we're going on here? Uh, Lord willing, we're stepping out by faith and we're uh, trusting we- the Lord and all that stuff. Would you please pray and ask God to send that paperwork through quickly? And that it would come in the right time and that all would be well with that. And that God would take care of that for us. Would you please pray for that uh, and all that good stuff. And uh, so please do that. Uh, I, I was led of the Lord to pray for this early on for this paperwork. I'm telling you. And it, it was the Lord's guidance for us. So you out there, you need to be praying for this too as well for us. If you would please and ask the Lord to push this through and and get it there, and that all would be well with that. Tickets are ordered, and everything's paid for, and everything's on the way, and all that good stuff. I and mean, we've got it ordered, and please pray for the remaining of the trip. We need some more money for that, and uh, pray that the Lord would provide for those things as well. And if you want to give towards that, look on the screen right there. PayPal, salvationpreacher at gmail.com. Cash app is right there. Apple Pay through Pastor Cooley at iCloud.com. And, uh, or you can mail something to 1030 Highway 3 South, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. Okay? And if you don't want to do any of that, well, at least, uh, or you can't do any of that, you can pray. I know you can do that. And you should be praying for us, okay? And uh, that the Lord would provide all that and all that good stuff and... I, I'm telling you, your hearts are going to be blessed by this trip. You really are. We're going to have so much information to bring back to you, so much to bring back, and so much while we're there. And we are getting our – Brother Joshua and Brother Andrew are getting our website up and going. So pray for Brother Andrew and Brother Joshua as they work hard to get that website going, and I appreciate all their work they're putting into that. We are going to have a hub for all these things on our website and everything like that. Our website is getting revamped right now. Um, and all those things. So we need to really be in prayer for that and uh, that the website gets up and going because you're going to be able to live stream from the website also. We're trying to drive that traffic to the website, trying to drive that traffic also uh, to the Rumble as well. And all that good stuff. So we're we're working on that right now. Uh, here's Rumble right there. And there you can chat. It doesn't come up on my multicast chat, but that's okay. Rumble is there. 
And uh, there's seven people on Rumble right now. Sometimes there's 50 people on Rumble. It just really depends uh, on on uh, what's going on and all that kind of stuff. And then later we get, we're getting some good hits on Rumble and everything like that. So we are looking forward to that. Would you please pray uh, for those things and pray the Lord provides. Pray that... Uh, that uh, we continue to to uh, press on and that all the paperwork comes in. And finally, the internet got back on here. Boy, we had a number of things happen. First, the internet frequency crashed uh, and they because some other competitor used a different frequency, changed their frequency on Monday and, and messed up my internet. Then linemen were working outside of here and this morning, and they shut all the, the they shut the power down to the to the internet tower out here in the country. So there was no internet over here uh, to broadcast with, and it, I pulled a zero. So uh, I had nothing this morning, and I was like, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to get on here. I don't even know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, and uh, you know, so finally, so we had more than one thing. Uh, more than one thing go on and all this stuff happening. And I know the devil is using that and, and uh, using circumstances and, you know, uh, just all the stuff with the paperwork and getting everything finalized and working on that. And we've got about five weeks, five, six weeks before we, we leave for this trip. And I'm just, you need to be in prayer for us. Earnestly pray that the devil's not allowed to to hinder our work. Uh, you know, Paul talked about that. Now, we understand that God is in charge of everything. We don't deny that. And God uses things for us to pray through. And we'll be having a prayer meeting this Sunday at church. We have one once a month at the church house uh, together and as a church. And we spend the afternoon in prayer uh, there at the church and uh, all that stuff, I'm trying to find my, uh, let's see here. Let me find my Bible app here. There it is. There it is. Okay, good. All right, so somewhere it was there. There it is. Come on, you. Quit fighting. Pull up there. Oh, there it is. All right. Over there. Back up. Step back up. We have our tab here. Okay, good. Here it is. Look what the Bible says here. But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. So the Bible says that Satan can hinder us. And that Satan hindered Paul in the work that he was trying to do. So we we got to remember that and we've got to pray through those things, all right? And and ask God to do a, a wonderful work through that. 
Yeah, I know. My wife said there's a zero missing on that. Andrew, we're going to have to go back in. I don't know if Andrew's listening. I'm sure he is. He's working, so he doesn't have time to listen to everything. But but um, we on that 55057, our, our uh, address here, when people try to get a hold of us, is missing. So it's, It is on the Sermon Audio website, though. Here's our address here. 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. All right? And uh, so you know how to get a hold of us, and you know what you can do for all those things. If so, lead do that. All right. And but but again, be in earnest prayer for all these things, because I know Satan is going to try to discourage, try to hinder, try to stop the work of the Lord, and we have to keep trusting the Lord and continue on and fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Amen. And, and keep fighting. Keep warring in the spirit because it is a battle. It is a war. There is a war going on out there. And uh, somebody made the comment about about talking about drag queens and talking about, well, listen, let me tell you something. Let me be very plain with you. Nobody else is talking about it. Everybody else wants to shut up about it. Preachers don't want to tell their people this stuff. They don't stand out in front of those places and preach the hell out of those people. Preach the devil right out of them. Preach the hell, fire, and damnation. Yeah, uh, preach hellfire and damnation and preach the hell that's locked in their soul out of them and, and preach the truth of Christ into them. They're not doing that. They're not warning anybody. They're not. To, they're rolling over and dying. They're rolling over and going to sleep. That's what they're doing. That's what's happening right now. Hell is in these people's hearts. There's wicked vileness in their hearts. And and if you don't think it's coming to you, it's coming. It ain't time to play patty cake with the devil. You better better hit this stuff head on and deal with it. I warned people about it. You know what? Same thing people told me years ago, right? Remember? Let me show you. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going I'm to look in that. Let's see. Let me find it here. Go way back. I, I just want to remind you. I just want to remind you. Right? That I warned people all the way back then. Public school, queering your kids, overhauling straight America, the homosexual manifesto, the homosexual invasion of the churches, the homosexual homosexuality is a cult worship. Remember all those? God hates gay rights and destroys nations for them. Remember that? Oops. Let me show you another one. Let's see. Here we go. 
me go back into the old files here. Here we go. Hey, how about that? How about back in 2014, 10 years ago almost? The biblical case against transgenders. Transgenders and the Bible. The Baphomet bathroom battle. Now that right there is the real BBB. The triple B right there. Who thinks that is the most classic title ever right there? The Baphomet bathroom battle. Stay out of the girl's bathroom, you pervert. Ha <laughs> ha. I love it. Two thousand sixteen. It's one of the blessings of staying in this thing for a long time and serving God and not giving up and walking away and by the power of the Holy Ghost of God, continuing on no matter what comes your way, fighting the good fight of faith, laying hold on eternal life and warning people, set your face like a flint. I got a record of warning people. I'm not new to this thing. I didn't just start this. I've been doing it for a long time. And my message has been consistent throughout by God's grace. Look at this one. Christian androgyny, raising children in an LGBTQ-friendly world. How about this one? This is a fun one. Transgender-friendly Bible versions. Hey, hey, hey. Huh? Another classic title for Carl right there. Transgenders and the Bible. Warned about it way back in 2014. With the classic of all classics actually being the bathroom, the Baphomet bathroom battle. Absolutely classic. Absolutely classic. All right. Anyway, do you know why? Because God showed me something a long time ago. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show you why. Here it is. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 3. Come on, kids. Get your Bibles out. Let's go. Turn to Ezekiel. You said you wanted a Bible study? I'll give you one. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 3. You'll get one. Here it is. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. As an adamant, harder than flint, have I made thy forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. God showed me this years ago when we first started Old Pass Baptist Church. It's exactly what he showed me. He said, look, 
I've made your face strong against their faces. I've made your forehead strong against their foreheads. You won't quit because I breathe life into you. You won't stop because I gave you life. I gave it to you. You think they're stubborn? They think they're stubborn? They haven't seen anything yet. When God breathes life into you and gives you the power of the Holy Ghost of God and says, march on, soldier, march on. Do the work of the Lord. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. As an adamant harder than flint, I have made thy... And by the way, you don't think I ain't had ugly looks my whole ministry? You don't think I didn't make people mad my whole ministry? Like, they weren't angry with me. They didn't quit. They didn't run off. They didn't quit the church. They didn't do all these things. They didn't threaten and make videos and do all kinds of things. Sure they did. All of the above. Tried to sink, tried to destroy, tried to destroy my family, tried to destroy me, tried to destroy this church. But none of it was built on me and none of it was built by me. It's of the Holy Ghost of God. It's the work of the ministry. It's the power of God. And that's where it comes from. And they can't shut it down and they can't shut it up. And it drives them back crazy. Look what he said to me, though. He said, moreover, he said unto me, son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, Receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears and go get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them, thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Here you go. Don't you worry about the results, preacher. Don't you worry about what's going on around you. Don't you worry about any of those things, preacher. You just do what I told you to do. You set your face as a flint, and you and you you square your shoulders, and you preach the word of God, and it'll all bounce off of that hard forehead of yours. Amen. So, anyway, what were we talking about again? Oh, yeah. I remember. Muffling masculinity. Ah. Yep. Silencing sanity. I thought about that over the last two days as I was silenced and couldn't do my broadcast. <laughs> I thought about the silencing of sanity. The, the muffling of masculinity. I, I thought about that. Is that funny? So... What we're going to look at right now uh, Patricia Mauser says Where can I find pure word for phone? I don't know uh, You can contact Pastor You can go to the pure Bible word search I think it's called You could try to get it on your phone I don't know It never worked that good for me I, I have an iPhone I don't know 
All right. I'm not sure about that. I never put it on my phone because it kind of just, I don't think you can with an Apple. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, boy, I should have got some cough drops up here. I've been yelling. I got to preach again tonight. Here we go. Get me all fired up here. Oh, we're going to look at Beth Moore, too. You want to be annoyed half to death? Well, you will be. Stay tuned for Beth Moore and her must her muffling of masculinity. Here we go. Okay. This Christian preacher reported to UK terror police after calling trans woman a man in woman's clothing. Now, he's a lot nicer than I, I would be. You know? I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's a lot nicer than I would be. He says, after calling the trans woman a man in woman's clothing. A Christian street preacher was reportedly referred to the UK counterterrorism police after saying that a so-called trans woman was really a man in woman's clothing. Well, that's what I say, too. David McConnell, a Christian preacher, had already been convicted of harassment in a British court of law over the incident last year with the preacher being sentenced to a 12-month community order with 80 hours unpaid work after saying that the transgender individual was really a gentleman and a man in woman's clothing. Yeah, I would not have called him a gentleman. I would say you are a dirty pervert that's dressed like a woman. But I'm in America, okay? So I'm not picking on anybody, and I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm just saying I'm not that nice. I'll just tell you the truth. You're a dirty pervert. Dress like a woman. Gentlemen don't let dress like ladies. But he's a nice guy, and I appreciate him. All right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bashing the preacher at all. I'm just saying that's, that's not my style. I, maybe, maybe English people are more polite than us. Are they? Maybe they are. Ross Duncan, are you listening? Joe McDonald, are English people a lot nicer than us mean Americans? He sounds like a really nice guy, a good gentlemanly fella. I want to meet him. I want to meet him. I'll go over there and meet him. I'll preach with him over there. Let's do it, man. The Christian man had been preaching at the time of the incident with his sermons reportedly resulting in him being abused, assaulted, and even having some of his belongings stolen by passerbyers before being arrested by British law enforcement seemingly over his decision to espouse his religious beliefs. Things did not end there, however, with a report by the Daily Mail revealing on Tuesday that the Christian man was also reported to the UK's Prevent Counterterrorism program over his views, which were deemed to be sufficiently radical for them to be contacted. Now, I, I would say this to you. If I can't use it. Your mom's got those in the in the other room, okay? All right, thanks. Getting good exercise it is. All right. Sent my son back for the right thing there. There he goes. Uh, all right, anyway. So, 
I mean, the king and the queen, they, they recognize genders. The king is a man. The queen is a woman, we hope. Um, and uh, th they recognize genders. And the nation recognizes the difference in genders. Want to see what... Who's nice? So Joe, who are... Okay, anyway, Joe can tell me. So... Things didn't end there. They called the, the terrorism police on him. He's a terrorist, that guy. Big old terrorist. Hey, now, if I could take you in the Wayback Machine, I would. But I, I don't know where that is. But if I took you back, I could go back to my Ron Paul error. Error. Era, excuse me. <laughs> you might call it error, but... I think Ron Paul is pretty much right about most of the things he says uh, for the most part. Not everything, but most of the things. But if you go back to that era, a time when, when uh, Pastor Beller was still alive, we talked about how terrorism laws against Islam were really designed to go after Christians. And if you don't defend a Muslim and their right to speak, you're going to lose your right to speak. Brother Beller used to say the, the, the fastest way to destroy a people is to sever them from their roots. We are be, the re, one of the reasons I teach history is to keep people connected to their roots. Obviously, we start with the word of God, which is our authority for all things. History is not our authority. The Bible is our authority. But we go to the Bible, and then we go to history, and we show that we have a we have a a deep a deep uh, standard. I, I'm I'm losing my train of thought here for that. What I was going to say to you, but but we have a rich heritage. That's what I was going to say. A rich heritage that we have that goes way back. Okay? And they want to rob us of our rich heritage. Yeah, they want you to believe like the late the the dude that works with Teresa at the hospital that she works at that he's a lobster. And you have to and you have to describe him as a lobster for him to feel good. And that's stupid. That is just plain stupid. But it's the silencing of sanity. It's a muffling of masculinity. So they call the UK terror police on him. And he's a terrorist. Oh, he's a dangerous man. Why? He believes girls are girls and boys are boys. Oh, that's so dangerous. You mean he believes that girls are girls and boys are boys? Yep. Put him in the stocks. He's nuts. 
But remember, I warned about that. I can find it. Fight me on it here. Here you go. Who remembers this little gem? You're crazy. Mental health and end times attack against Christians. Preached 8-18 of 2015. Huh. Yeah. That's what that is. Okay, so according to McConnell's probation officer, the man was viewed to be persistently and illegally espousing an extreme point of view with his preaching, prompting the government official to routinely, routinely lay eyes. What does that mean? Lazy eyes with counterterrorism police. He persistently and illegally espouses. Wait, how can what I think be illegal? Wait, you're saying so what I think about you is illegal? My opinion of what, if I say you're a rabbit... How does that change anything for you? The revelation has outraged many Christians in the country, many of whom have already expressed shock over McConnell's conviction, which, by the way, he's appealing, and he should because he's probably going to win. This case represents a disturbing trend in our society, which is seeing members of the public and professionals being prosecuted and reported as potential terrorists for refusing to celebrate and approve LGBTQ ideologies. Oh, man, you know what I should have called it? The LGBT, the new LGBTQ Inquisition. That's what I should have called it. What a classic title that is. The new LGBTQ Inquisition. It is the Inquisition. You must not speak against us. We're going to get to that lady, Nat. We're going to get to that lady. We have an article about that lady coming up here. Look, I'm not going to England to try to get arrested. No, I'm not doing that on purpose. I'm just wondering if they can handle my two genders... Bible teaching. 
Okay, we'll see what happens. Hey, just remember. Just remember what Paul did. Paul was able to take the crowd that he was preaching to and turn them on each other. Right? And that could still happen today. You just got to know who you're preaching to and, and, and how, how you're preaching and who you're preaching to and what groups are around you. Okay, so we trust in the living God. Okay, now, you know, we've been talking about this muffling of masculinity. We're going to go a little bit in a different direction. Then we'll come back to this this, uh, silencing of sanity. But here's another way that muffling masculinity and, and silencing sanity. I have a question for you. Has anybody seen Beth Moore stand up and defend... Uh, and 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 speak against the drag queen story hour. Huh, you know something I haven't. See, Beth Moore is too busy fighting manhood. The roles of a man and a woman. That's who Beth Moore is fighting. Beth Moore is fighting God's way. That's what she is doing. And let me just say this to you. I want to show you something here. I have a lot of pastors and a lot of people on my broadcast, or I mean on my Facebook page. Ross, I am not trying to go to jail in the UK. Or if it's Scotland! I'm going to get smuggled out by my Scottish brothers. Okay, anyway, that'll be weird. That's funny, Danielle. That is really funny. But I want you to see this. We are losing the understanding of the biblical roles. Here's what I said of man and woman. We are in so much trouble. Pastors better start preaching things clearly and not pulling punches. Fundamentalism has raised boys and girls the exact same way. From Bible college to the roles of men and women, there is little little to no difference being taught. Now, You'd think there'd be 500 people or at least 100 that like this. Look at this. Look at that. Now, 
Now, it could be true that my friends don't get to see some of these things. They always see something they disagree with me on. They never see things that they agree with me on, or maybe they agree with me on it. Don't get me started on the fundamentalist Baptist movement and how they've sold out down the river and they've sold all that out already. I better stop right now because, man, it gets me fired up. I just start getting upset because they're the reason these trannies are running around free like they are. All right, I'm done. Take a deep breath. Carl said, take a deep breath. Magellan! Okay. Where's this guy from? Here we go. Justin Bieber! Circumnavigated the world! Sorry. Okay, this is how I lose my voice. I gotta quit doing that. Sort of, it's kind of fun. All right, where were we? Before I rudely interrupted myself. Oh, yeah. Now, as you know, I have a common theme. When I approach Beth Moore, truly, I believe Beth Moore the witch. Yes, I do. Proving that, she went over to an Anglican church, left the Southern Baptist Convention, went over to mystical Anglicanism, where strange ladies with really short hair lead in weird services while she sits there and acts like she's very holy. Yeah, it's really weird. But anyway... What do you expect from a woman that's running amok? Okay. Here we go. Now. Beth Moore is going to talk to Sprinkle, this dude. And this dude's about as feminine as you can get. He really is. And he's confused. He has to go read a thousand books because he doesn't know what the Bible says about the office of a bishop must be the husband of one wife. So he's got to go read a thousand books on that, which I can clear up for him right here. Okay, let's look at this. Let's clear it up for him. I don't even have to go to the Greek. I don't have to go to anything else. I'll just go right here. This is a true saying. If a man, bam, there you go. Done with your study. You don't have to read a thousand books. Pretty clear. All done. Made it easy for you. You're welcome. Okay, the bishop then must be the husband of one wife, blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. Stephen Anderson says that I have to learn Greek. 
and translate. Yeah, that's stupid. Anyway, I don't really care what Steven Anderson says. He doesn't believe homosexuals can repent. He doesn't believe in repentance. I think Steven Anderson should stick to the English. He could figure it out a lot better. Anyway, but I'm one of those where I believe the King James Bible is the inspired, infallible, perfect, preserved word of God. That gets me in trouble with a lot of people because I don't toe the party line. I'm not looking back at the Hebrew or the Greek. You say, you sound like a Ruckmanite. Well, I don't care what you think I sound like. The Waldensians thought their Latin Bible version, the old Italia Biblia, was inspired and perfect. There you go. Okay. So I think the same thing they did. I don't care if you don't like me because of it. You can call me whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. I care not. A bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, vigilant, sober of good behavior. Given to the hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, be patient, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruled well his own house, having his children's objection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? It says a man, a man, a man, a man. Because a man is ahead of the wife, right? A man. So I just cleared it up for Sprinkle here. Now, you're going to hear the muffling of masculinity here by the patron saint of the patron saint of effeminacy, the guy on the left, and the ogre of a feminist on the right with makeup on, with an extreme amount of makeup on, that's 60 years old, you're still trying to look relevant. You got to paint your face really good. Maybe she's 55. I don't know. Anyway, you got to paint it up real good. You gotta make sure you stay stay in there. Because when you're when you're a female preacher, you got no authority from the scriptures. So you just do what you want. You might as well look good doing it. And these people suffer that woman Jezebel to seduce the Lord's servants to sin. Go. Currently given a a a sabbatical to go figure it out. Because I'm 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 on the fence. I grew up John yes. MacArthur. And I want to come back to him. <laughs> um, brand of commentarianism. It's always good that we don't know. Certain oh, yeah. Things. No, master's college, master's seminary. I mean, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I am not that. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to land full egalitarian. There's some in-between kind of positions that I... So I, I'm just going to read about a thousand books, get away for a, a while, and just I really want to figure it out. Um, and I acknowledge there's some deep exegetical compl- complexity here. That, that's that's the one thing I can say. What in the world is she talking about? There is no deep concerning complexities here. It's simple. Read it in fifth grade English, fruity boy. Read it. It's simple. Quit kowtowing to grandma over here that wants to tell you what you need to do. I know. There's a lot of people that are nicer than I am about that subject. Why do you have to be so mean? I know. Fabian always says I'm mean. Say 100%. There is deep 
exegetical yes, complexity here, historical, cultural complexity. Anyway, where are you? Do you have a position now? I just, I, I, are, are you I, like, I, say, I, I tell you, this is, this is going to sound like a cop out and I, I don't mean it as one. I really do mean it. I am so weary of the labels that have messed us up so badly, yeah. including complementarianism yeah. and, um, and talking about egalitarians. Uh, I'm so, I'm so weary of it, but I will. I am too. Why don't you just say what the Bible says and then you got nothing to worry about? Oh, I know. Cause then your career's over there, princess. You're going to have to go back to your castle and make some cookies because you're done. This is such nonsense. They're talking like it's some deep mystery. There's no mystery. It says the husband of one wife. Jesus never ordained one woman. The apostles never ordained one woman. Period. Now make some cookies. I'll tell you, for instance, where I am right now, um, and, I, and I'll because I'm going to say this, I will leave off uh, where I'm going to church. But okay. I'm I'm comfortable where I am right now because where I am, the only thing that women. Uh, can't do in my region and where I go to church is that they can't be the senior pastor or priest. Okay. Um, but they can, we have, um, we have some, a uh, couple of women deacons. And of course we, we see that we can look in the new Testament and see where. Not one ordained female deacon in the scriptures, period. Not one. Deacons are servants, yes, but there are some that are ordained to the office of a deacon. Men, not women, ever, not once. Let me show you, kids. Really easy. Ready? Okay, here we go. Okay. Likewise, must the deacons be grave, not double tongue, not given to much wine, not get greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of faith in a pure conscience. Let these also be proved. Let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless. Even so must their wives. Uh, I think that means that they're men. Uh, maybe I'll need some exegetical cartwheels or something to around that maybe maybe i need to do some exegetical gymnastics maybe i need to do some backflips around that to figure that out well i ain't even got one of them edumacations beth i didn't even get me one of them fancy college degrees i didn't even go to one of them fancy cemeteries you went to either you or sprinkle boy i didn't i didn't get me any one of them degrees either you don't come think about it i never went to any of them bible colleges at all all I did was open my King James Bible and it says very plainly, let the deacons be the husband of one wife. Well, that's pretty plain, ain't it? I wonder if I need to do some, some of them exegetical things you're doing. Maybe I need to do some of them exegetical things. Figure all that out. I need somebody teach me some exegetical things so I can figure out them. Because that's real hard stuff right there. 
he make it so plain there. He said, let the deacons be the husbands of one wife. Oh. Ruling their children and their own houses because we all know that women don't rule houses. Women don't rule anything like that. So, because the Bible says As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee to err and destroy thy paths. Lead thee, cause thee to err and to destroy thy path, the way of thy paths. Wait, you mean that's, that, that means that, yeah, women don't rule the house. So guess what? They can't be ordained as a bishop because one of the qualifications of a bishop is to rule well his own house. Women don't rule the house. Men do. And then a deacon is to do what? Ruling their children in their own house as well. That's a man, not a woman. Oh, oh, I think I need to be one of them exegetical things to change my mind. Help me out with that a little bit. It's such a deep mystery. And yes, I am making fun of them. And I don't care if you like it. I really don't care if you like it. I can't stand Pastor Cooley because he does this stuff. Why can't he just... My brother, somebody said, you just can't do that. Yes, I can. I just did. And I'll do it again. Because Jesus did the same thing when he dealt with those Pharisees and those jokers. He hit them right between the eyes with the truth. You hypocrites, you bunch of vipers. That's what he said to him. Read Matthew 23. And then tell me to preach like Jesus, please. Because that's what he did. Here we go. This such complex issue that could be settled with one reading one direction from the pastoral epistles. These very intelligent, highly paid people do not understand this. Perhaps their Bible college education has made them stupid. Where we can, where we can get that and, uh, and all. And, and it's not, I don't know how to say this exactly. There's just not a weird vibe Sometimes one of the things that I would run into, not at my home church. So here's what I want you to hear. I always was very, I worked very well with my local church, Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. So that's one reason it's, it's how I stayed so long. And it's also, um, you know, how I stayed happy. You know, I didn't get it from there. I got it. I got it from the outside. But one of the things that I ran into, the more I got out there is I thought, you know what? Some of these guys have served around women so little, they don't even know how to have a conversation with them. Well, I don't need to have much of a conversation with you, lady. Because as a pastor, the Bible says that they that, that the pastor, the bishop, rules the house of God. So guess what? I don't have to have much of a conversation with you. Except to help you and to counsel you with my wife there, or something like that. But I wouldn't put you in charge of making cookies. 
And for you to stand up and speak and act like some of these guys don't know how to work around women. What's the matter with them? Well, you know why? I don't I don't really work around women in that sense. Like, I don't do that. I feel sorry for my men that have to go to job, and they have women for bosses. You want to know the worst boss ever you can have? A female. There ain't nothing worse than that. I'm that guy because I just quit my job. Like, I had some lady I worked for. I remember working at Hardee's when I was a kid, and some lady was my boss, and I was just like, yeah, this stinks. I'm gone. And I quit. Now, you can't do that in the world today because you got bills to pay and a family to feed. I'm not telling anybody to do that. I'm just saying. It's just, it's horrible. But Beth is going to tell you about how bad these pastors are, how they've never worked around women before. They don't know what they're doing. Hmm. I would have, I think. I would try to, I'd be talking to a very well-known figure and I'd try to get, you know, we were trying to have a conversation. I think he can't, he cannot look me in the eye. We can't just have a normal conversation. I'm in a community now where there's just not. Like I don't spend a whole lot of time, uh, looking, looking deeply in women's eyes. I glance at them. I have a conversation or I'm talking and I'm glancing away. I'm not trying to stare at them. I'm not trying to look at them that long. I'm not trying to do that. It's uncomfortable anyway for women and men to do that that much. There's a normal communication that's there, of course. But what you, what she, what she's really saying is, is, I should be looked as an equal to that pastor and to those men. Well, I can guarantee you something. I can, I can guarantee you something. With, the, with, that, with that whole subject right there, I have way different conversations with men in my church than I do with women. When we're all together in the van and we're preaching and we're out, we don't, we have a way different conversation than when women are around. There ain't no way I could deal with handling with that in, in my church. No way. No way. Not that weirdness. And there, yeah. there's not that weirdness in a lot of, Southern Baptist churches. I I had to, let me tell you, I had to leave the SBC uh, because you are held responsible for the knowledge that you have. I was in such a place, like there are a lot of people going to church that do not know anything about the issues I'm talking about. Nothing, nothing. They go to a country church outside of such and such a town. They serve Jesus with everything they've got. They love him. They hear the invitation every single Sunday. They they rededicate their lives. They do VBS. I'm talking salt of the earth, salt of the earth people. I was in so far that I saw things that were so objectionable that and to me, in regard not only to sexism, but racism, which I believe mm. almost all. 
Okay, well, what do you call sexism, lady? Because I recognize the order of the sexes. That's sexism. If you believe that man is, is head over woman, if you believe that men are to lead, if you believe what the Bible says about that, then you're a sexist. That's, that's what they believe. That's exactly what they believe. Right? That you're a sec you're sexist. Well, I probably am, yeah. According to the according to the modern day definition, I probably am. Probably am. This is a patriarchal world. God designed it that way. God designed this world for men to lead. Plain and simple. That's God's design. And she hates God's design. She resents that. Why? Well, I mean, she said that that a lot of these women have been abused. Paula White, Beth Moore, and they've seen men uh, do things that are that are wrong. Uh, you know, take advantage of women and do different things. Hands down. Some of them have seen that. That's not an excuse to ignore God's order. Because God's way is still right. But they use it and Satan uses them to try to destroy the patriarchy. Because they hate the patriarchy. They absolutely hate it. Because Jezebel hates the patriarchy and she's got that spirit of Jezebel. Always. There, that that body, hmm. and I just a physical body. The body that holds on to sexism. I mean, there's we got two arms and two hands. Almost always, hmm. the in the other hand is racism because hmm. it's it's power. It's power. It's the fists. That's the fists. And um, I have been in so far and seen so much that it to me was, you know, um, I no longer felt that I belonged. I no longer felt welcome. I no longer felt wanted, but I also, it was an act uh, also in some ways a protest of saying, no, mm. no, I will not be part of this. And if bringing a lot of attention to it in a very public divorce, very public, yeah. very public, <laughs> nasty divorce, if that somehow does something well, it does something because you're an agent provocateur. You're a provocateur with Satan, probably working for the Pope, probably, more than likely, probably working for the Pope. Okay, so you're you're an agent provocateur and you're there to make provocative changes. You're there to move things. You're there to disrupt things. You're there to leave the truth. And they're agent provocateurs. To change the climate 
for the young women coming up behind us, then I promise you my pain will not be in vain. Yeah. And I would have yeah. done it anyway. I, I did it as an act of obedience. The Lord said, I mean, it was go. Yeah, God told you to leave the Southern Baptist Convention and join the Anglicans. That was that was direct revelation from God. That was God's leading for you to leave the Southern Baptist and go to an Anglican baby baptizing false Episcopalian Anglican church that doesn't even preach salvation by grace through faith, that is Catholic light, that doesn't... No, you're just leading people to Rome. Your mysticism led people to Rome before. You were praying to the four directions of the earth before. You were were exercising and playing with contemplative mysticism. You've done all those things, and now you're just going naturally where you belong, and that's Rome. That's what you did. You practiced contemplative mysticism, so you went home to mom, home to Rome. That's where you went. That's why she's doing that. Whatever excuses and whatever evil things people have done doesn't change the fact that you have to do right no matter what. You have to follow the scriptures no matter what. And what is she doing? Wrong. Down with the patriarchy. Hates biblical leadership. And is teaching wickedness. Rebellion to God's order. And God's allowed it to happen in the Southern Baptist Convention because because of their wickedness. Because of their complacency with evil. Because they didn't stand up for what's right and what's true. Go. Now go. But um, I don't think it was yeah. because he was departing them. I think it yeah. was my place to do it, that it was just like you are in a position that you need to make this act of protest public. What is- How this woman can think that God Almighty has called her to rebel against his word is insanity. It is absolute insanity. Period. There is no way that somebody with a Bible in their hand and the Holy Ghost in their heart can believe that this and her position, this muffling of masculinity, this silencing of sanity, this destruction of leadership, has anything to do with God's leading. It doesn't sound like it had become, or maybe, I mean, it doesn't sound like it was the most um, fruitful environment for Beth, Vo- Beth Moore to be Beth Moore. Like it sounds like it just was would, would have been hindering yeah. the voice that God has given you. Are, are you allowed to say where you're at now or you'd rather not hold off where you're at now? I mean, denominational I'd rather, I'd rather off. still fine. where I am um, is uh, what I love about it is that I didn't have to. Wait, what do you mean? Are you allowed to say where you're at right now? Why wouldn't you be? Who would stop you? Who would stop you from saying, from from telling people where you're at? Do you see how this is nonsense? She's acting like she's in the witness protection program, the spiritual witness protection program, because of all the spiritual danger, the strong spiritual warfare she's in. Right, that she has to she has to hide, uh, for, because people are after her. 
because she's in danger and and she doesn't want to be bought. Wait a minute, princess. You're the one that paints yourself up like a hussy, puts yourself in front of people, puts yourself in churches to preach, and stands up there and preaches in front of men in mixed congregations. You stand up and you destroy the patriarchy and everything else, but you're telling us that you're trying to be in hiding and be in protection? Give me a break. Who believes this nonsense for five seconds? It's such garbage compromise on any uh, level with the uh, with how scripture is uplifted up as authoritative for all things life and godliness right um right. the scripture you're lying the anglicans and episcopalians do not follow the word of god in faith and practice they observe infant baptism. They don't believe in believers' baptism. They don't follow the scriptures. They don't. They believe in the sacraments. They believe in following Roman Catholicism light. You are lying through your teeth because she's a false prophet. She is Jezebel. Scriptures are taught, preached, read, um, and the cross. The gospel uh, is preached, and Christ is as exalted as I've ever seen anywhere. Wow. I'm, for one thing, President, I'm in a much smaller environment, and that's been really good for me. Yeah, just to be yeah. uh, one of about you know 150 people. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I just I'm so over yeah. crowds, yeah. and I I. Yeah. I just, I still speak in large environments and I, I love it. I'll, I'll do anything. Wait, 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 what? I still, I still speak in large environments. I'm just so over the crowds. I'm like, hey, I'm like so over the crowds. Uh, uh, I'm like so over them. I'm so over the crowds. Yet I speak in crowds. Wait, did you just hear what she said? Did you just hear what she said? It's such garbage. Who can't tell that she's speaking in absolute hypocrisy, the whole thing? And this airhead next to her, this guy, he can't tell either. Anything that God tells me to, but I'm just so much of, I'm just no longer impressed with any of it. I just. Just no longer impressed with any of it. Ah. So. You don't see Beth Moore speaking out against drag queens. You don't see them speaking out against uh, the punishment of preachers uh, speaking against the transgender movement or about what a real woman is, right? What is she speaking out against? The patriarchy, men in leadership. It's the silencing of sanity. They're muffling masculinity. That's their goal. That's what these people do. It's a spirit. So, continuing on. What do we have for International Woman's Day? Hershey puts a man on there. That's a man. A man dressed like a woman. 
Still like that equality lady? Still looking? Hey, Christian feminist. Hey, Christian feminist. Are you still looking for that equality? You that could uh, profess to know Christ as Savior. Are you, you women that don't like the patriarchy? You women that don't like male leadership? You women that want to be in subjection? Uh, don't want to be in subjection to a husband? Here's, what's, here's what sells for International Women's Day. There you go. How about it? There you go. That's what they decided was a good idea, right? There you go. That's 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 the that's the way the ball bounces right there. When you get in a war for supremacy, you'll lose. When you leave the natural order that God laid down, insanity comes quickly. Let me show you. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was dark and professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God. God gave them over to their own reprobate mind, to their own insanity. They're insane. But yet they think we're insane because we believe what God says. We believe what the word of God says. We believe what God promised in his word. 
We believe in the truth of Scripture. The authority of the Bible. What do they believe in? Their own insanity. Okay, so we're going to look at some of these other articles here. An attorney for the teen suspended. So this teenage young man gets suspended from a Catholic school after suspension for opposing transgender ideology. So here's another silencing of sanity. What's this kid do? Kid comes out and says, that ain't even, man. He's protesting boys going into the girls' bathroom. Well, when I was a kid, that used to be a good thing. When you told boys, you get out of that bathroom. You know you're not supposed to be in there. A Catholic high school student in Canada was reportedly arrested Monday after being suspended for protesting against transgender people's use of bathrooms and saying there are only two genders. And now he's appealing to Ontario's Human Rights Tribunal. Canada has turned into an outright travesty. Josh Alexander, 16, said the leadership of St. Joseph's Catholic High School in Renfrew, through Ontario, told him that his continued attendance would be detrimental to the physical and mental well-being of transgender students. Translation, I don't believe your fable, kid. You were born a man. So you're a boy. And you don't get to girl, go in the girl's bathroom. The high school junior tweeted that Ontario police arrested and charged him after he attempted to attend class in violation of exclusion order following his suspension earlier in the school year. I've just been arrested and charged at my Catholic high school for attending class after being excluded for indicating my intent to adhere to my religious beliefs. Offense is obviously defined by the offended, Alexander told the Epoch Times. I expressed my religious beliefs in class and it spiraled out of control. Not everybody's going to like that. That doesn't make me a bully. It doesn't mean I'm harassing anybody. They express their beliefs, and I express mine. Mine obviously don't fit the narrative. Alexander described himself as a born-again Christian and led student action in support of the last year's trucker convoy. Reportedly has not been to school since he was first suspended in November. Multiple students, including trans students, were kind of shouting me down, the student told the Epoch Times of the classroom exchange. Alexander said that he was told by his principal that he was allowed to return to school only if he stopped using the dead name or given name or of transgender students 
and excluded himself from classes with two transgender students who objected to his religious views about gender. Even though it was lifted in January, Alexander's suspension was effectively continued after the County Catholic District School Board excluded him for the rest of the school year. According to his legal counsel at Liberty Coalition Canada, Alexander remains unsure whether the technically, technically non-disciplinary action will continue until next year. Alexander's lawyers, James Kitchen, said the school has accused his client of bullying transgender students. Obviously, obviously, he doesn't actually bully them, as that term would be defined by reasonable people, Kitchen told Epoch Times. He's not going to seek them out and call them names and make fun of them, but he does express his view about what these people say and about what they believe and about what they're doing. And he expresses them online and he expresses them in the class. I don't know if he's Catholic, Mary. I don't know if he is. He goes to a Catholic school. Sometimes people go to Catholic schools because all they have as an option in their area is is uh, is a Catholic school. They may not have like a uh, Christian school or another school, and they figure the Catholic school is better than the public school. But I don't think so. I, I obviously this proves that it's not right. But that's but I don't know. If the kid's a Christian or not, I have no idea. Alani, when you're ready to see, she is easy to look into. Nah, I think she's a woman. I don't buy this everybody's a tranny stuff in the world. I just don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. Anyway, I'm not going to sit and argue about it, but... Yeah, I haven't heard from uh I haven't heard from Lisa in like two years. I don't even know what what she's doing. Haven't heard a thing about her, Danielle. Didn't even know she was still around. Haven't heard a thing about her. Later this month, Alexander plans to appeal his original suspension to the Provincial Human Rights Tribunal, which would bring his case before a school board panel. The appeal has reportedly hit a technical snag regarding whether Alexander is independent of his parents. The principal of St. Joseph's Catholic School told Fox News Digital he was prohibited under Canadian law from commenting on the ongoing case. Okay, well, anyway, um, so there you go. Here's another silencing of sanity. 
Uh, but these uh, pastors stood up about a year ago. More than 4,000 pastors protest against Canada's law that describes biblical morality as a myth. Thousands of clergy in North America devoted their sermons on Sunday to affirming biblical sexual morality in response to a new Canadian law. Some warned could effectively criminalize such teachings. An initiative begun by Liberty Coalition Canada and promulgated by the United States by Pastor John MacArthur of Los Angeles secured the support of more than 4,000 Christian pastors who publicly expressed their willingness to protest from the pulpit regarding Bill C-4, the controversial legislation which went into effect January 8th after being fast-tracked through the Canadian Parliament in December without extensive debate, describes as a myth the belief that heterosexuality and cisgender identities are are preferable. Counseling that does not align with such a worldview now carries a potential five-year jail sentence. Critics claim that language of the bill is overboard and could even encompass private conversations. Several pastors, including some who have recently been in prison in Canada for keeping their church open in defiance of the government's health orders, explained to Fox News Digital they believe the scope of the new law could open the door to religious persecution. Well, it's already here. Hard to hear. The attorney for the teen suspended after opposing trans ideology says religious freedom essentially is dead in Canada. Why is that? Well, because they're just rolling over. Right? Completely. Give it in. Give it in to the wickedness and the evil. Andy Stanley apologizes to pagans, blames the church for them leaving Christianity. Again, same thing, silencing of sanity. We see it all over the place, aren't we? We're seeing it everywhere. So this non-masculine man, again, again, muffling masculinity, manhood is hated. Well, my thought process, Danielle, the last time I heard is that she's upset about uh, vaccines. So that's that's what I heard. Something about vaccines. But I could be wrong. But either way, I'm not too worried about it. I don't have time to worry about people that aren't here. I have time to worry about people that are. 
I don't get bullied by women. In a Twitter post that I honestly thought would get very little attention because nobody actually cares about the overblown narrative of climate change, it turns out that the Gospel Coalition's latest attempt at grossing people out was to platform a man who sounds queer enough to have his image printed on a $3 bill. (laughs) The Gospel Coalition always trying to stay relevant by hopping on the latest trendy trendy bandwagon. No matter how ridiculous it may be, this time they, they invented... A limp-wristed, lisping pansy to pontificate about the supposed climate crisis as if anyone with a functioning brain cell that takes that nonsense seriously. But let's be real here. The only reason anyone is paying attention to this nonsense is because the dude talking about it sounds like he just inhaled a helium balloon and traded in his arm card for a pair of... (laughs) His man card for a pair of flip-flops and a scarf. Article's great. It takes a special kind of delusional to think that Nebraska is going to turn into the Lone Star State anytime soon, but that's exactly what Jake Meteor seems to believe. He's calling for the government to start bossing us around and enacting climate control measures because apparently he's never heard of natural climate cycles or common sense. But no, it seems the world is still full of gullible fools who get worked up over fanciful fairy tale of climate change. And TGC knows just how to push their buttons by platforming a man who looks like he just stepped out of a gender study seminar. But hey, at least we can all have a good laugh at his expense and forget about the actual topic at hand, right? It's really not funny, though. Here you go. This is what passes in the SBC and the T as manhood right now, right? Well, I guess not, but anyway. I... There are plenty of ways for markets to be coercive as well in soft ways. So we've understood the greenhouse effect since the 19th century. Um, And the greenhouse effect is not a complicated kind of egghead science idea that only three people on the planet understand. Um, Yes, it is. CO2 traps heat. As we pump more CO2 into the atmosphere, more heat is trapped, causing temperatures to rise. Um, And if you look back, a lot of the fears that were being discussed in the 60s and 70s, we are now starting to see um, in the form of more wildfires, more, um, not necessarily more hurricanes, but more intense hurricanes. Um, Just think back, um, I think it was five years ago, we had Harvey Irma Maria hit boom, boom, boom. Um, And if we want to talk about dangers and damages to developing world, of Middle East, South Asia, those are the places that are going to get hammered um, by this in a way that like in Nebraska... Nebraska might be a little bit more like Oklahoma or Texas in 40 to 50 years, which isn't great, but it's not a desert, which is what parts of the Middle East and Sub-Saharan Africa are looking at. And so what concerns me with leaving these things to commercial entities is that commercial entities are going to behave in ways that are incentivized to help them now. They're not necessarily going to be thinking about 30, 40 years down the road. And so I think what government can do is it can create a quote-unquote artificial environment that tries to incentivize commercial entities to think about those things. Okay. They, so, so here are the Southern Baptist Convention, or the Gospel, excuse me, the Gospel Coalition. Uh, the Gospel Coalition. Yeah. That's who they... Put up to speak to men. And there there aren't any men that really want to listen to anything like that. Right? 
Nobody really wants to listen to that. But that's who those people are. That's what they stand for. Okay? See, manhood... Manhood is hated. Biblical manhood is hated. Biblical masculinity is hated. This is who they want to put forward. This is who... This is who they want to put forward. This is who they want to... Promote. That's their goal. That's this is what they do. They don't want the role of the sexes to be very clear. They don't want it to be biblical preaching on manhood and womanhood, biblical preaching on the patriarchy, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what it means to follow God's order, what it means to to obey the Lord, to follow Him, what it means to to uh, be a godly wife, be a godly husband, be a godly mother, to be a godly father, be godly grandparents. Um, they don't. They don't want that to be taught. Those things are hated. What they call traditional, we call biblical. That's the difference. It's biblical, and it's what all of society was founded upon. All of society was founded upon. The patriarchy. Women did not build nations. Women did not conquer nations. Women did not subdue nations. Men did. That's how it works. Men are the leaders in the world because that's what God said. Very simple. The first time we see rule as it as it appears, not about uh, the creation, but about God, or but about man that God created. Under the woman, He said, "I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, thy conception. In sorrow shalt thou bring forth children. Thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee." shall rule over thee. That ruling is done by men. By the way, that word rule is found 66 times in this Bible. First time it's found there. Look at this. Look at the last time it's found. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and with that, with it, he would he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. He treadeth the winepress of the fiercest and wrath of Almighty God, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Want to see something cool? The first time, it's the first Adam. The second time, or the last time, the sixty-sixth time, it's the last Adam. Jesus Christ. See that?
And out of his mouth goeth a sharp to a, a sharp sword that which that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fiercest and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And Jesus Christ is the word of God, right? And he is, and uh, capital W. But also I find it interesting that all through the scriptures you find the number 66. You find 66 books of the Bible. You find that, that 66 times that the word rule is there. Ruling and reigning. Man is meant to rule and reign. Jesus came and became a man. And the word became flesh. That's what Jesus did. Man is to rule and reign. Modern Baphomet society wants an androgynous being. It wants an androgynous, it wants to merge the sexes together so there are no differences between one and the other. That's what it wants. That's the antichrist spirit that should come, that Jesus is going to put down because it's already in the world. Jesus is going to throw that system down. He's going to trample it under his feet. Right now, what we have is that Babylon rising. That's what we have. We have a hatred for biblical leadership. A hatred for men. There's a hatred for men out there. There's a hatred for biblical manhood out there. The responsibility of biblical manhood and to fight the good fight of faith and to lead their families. And to, to, to lead their families and to help their families. Uh, to guide them and to, and to lead a wife. It's hated. The role of a woman is seen inferior. But it isn't inferior. It's different. Because God made man and woman different. There are things that a woman can do that a man cannot do. God didn't make him to do that. He made that woman to bear children, to guide the home. That's what he made it. That's what he, that's what he, Made woman for the man. Man was not made for the woman, but the woman was made for the man. That's how God did it. That's what God said. That's his design. The rise of this hatred of biblical manhood and biblical womanhood. They hate it. They hate God's way because they're antichrist and they're enemies of the cross of Christ. They're enemies. And we have to warn them and we have to give them the truth and we have to preach the gospel to them. 
We have to tell them that Jesus died on the cross for sinners and that he was buried and he rose again from the dead. That you must repent and believe the gospel. You're in trouble with God. You're an enemy of God. God will destroy his enemies. He will rule them with a rod of iron. He treadeth the winepress of the fiercest and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus is coming back again, and he's a man coming back with great power and glory. He's coming back for his own one day. God hath commanded all men everywhere to repent. You must repent. You must believe the gospel. You shouldn't hate God's way. There are so many women that hate God's way. and so many pastors that won't preach it. They won't preach what God says in Titus 2, what the aged men are supposed to teach the younger men and what the aged women are supposed to teach. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behaviors, becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient to their own masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again. He gives, he's giving the order there of what God expects. We're to be good employees. We're to obey them that have the rule over us. We're to be... We're to work hard. We're to do what God wants us to do. We're to acknowledge God's order from the beginning. That Jesus said in the beginning, God made them male and female. We're to, we're to follow that. Follow God's pattern of good works. That's what God wants. That's what God's commanded. And by the way, we're to live out our days living the biblical way. Men leading their homes, caring for their wives and children. Wives submitting themselves to their own husbands and loving their children. And being chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient. We're to live out those roles and train the next generation to do the same thing. Otherwise, our children aren't going to know the difference between men and women. They're not going to know the difference in the roles. They're not going to know the difference in all of it. That's why we have to train them what's biblical and what's right. What's clear. What God has commanded. That's God's way. That's the direction. That's that's the instruction that God has given us. There sure is a lot to learn. There's a lot of work to do. All right, everybody. We're going to play a song here.
Trials here are sometimes many, and oftentimes my feet grow weary, till it seems I almost stumble, then and fall. But the tender hand that leads me is the hand that keeps me steady, and by faith I know I'll make it after all. After all, this life is over, and our burdens have been lifted, and we stand upon the mountain top so tall. Looking over in the city that the Savior is preparing, gives me faith that I can make it after all. I myself, I cannot make it, but I know He's there to help me. He will hear my cry if only I will call. Just keep trusting and keep on believing are the words I hear him whisper Just a few more days to labor After all After all this life is over And our burdens have been lifted And we stand upon the mountain top so tall Looking over in that city and the Savior is preparing, gives me faith that I can make it after all. After all, this life is over, and our burdens have been lifted, and we stand upon the mountain top so tall. Looking over in that city, that the Savior is preparing Gives me faith that I can make it After all Gives me faith that I can make it After all After all Amen. All right. Well, I hope you learned a few things anyway, and you think about some... Uh, some of those things and share them with people that need to hear it because there's quite a few uh, pray for us that uh, you know, this trip and everything, the paperwork that we're waiting for and all those things, please pray for us that God would, you know, answer our prayers and that we would be able to uh, get everything ready uh, for the trip and the finances and the different things like that. If you want to give to that, you can uh, find out how, Right on our video here, um, says it right here, different ways that you can give, PayPal, all kinds of different things. And uh, you can do that. Cryptocurrency, if you want to do that, uh, whatever way. But anyway, you pray about that. And if it's not to do that at all, just pray for our ministry. Pray for the Lord to bless and meet our needs and take care of us. Okay? Uh, and uh, that everything uh, comes and falls into place will and we're excited about getting go where we're going amen so 
pray about that, and we step out by faith, and we believe God. All right? Anyway, so we'll be back, Lord willing, 2 p.m. Central Time Friday. 2 p.m. Central Time Friday. Uh, back here again for another broadcast. So pray for us, and pray the Lord would uh, bless and, and guide us and direct. Because we've got a few minutes. I'll play one more song here. Let's see. Play a different one. This one's a good one. everybody god bless you take care and uh lord willing we will see you back here on uh let's see friday it'll be friday 2 p.m central also uh tonight in about four hours or half hours we'll be preaching live on rumble okay on rumble we'll be preaching live uh you can at 7 45 p.m. Central Time on Rumble and on Sermon Audio. We'll be on both those platforms tonight uh, for our live sermon. I'll be back in the book of Ephesians and preaching, uh, expository preaching in the book of Ephesians. And uh, back there, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 17 tonight, we'll be looking at. So if you catch that, 
by all means, you're welcome to catch that live as well. Uh, that sermon, that'll be about three and a half hours or so. Right? So, anyway. God bless you all. Take care.